Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Andrea. And I think just to start off this episode, we've got uh, a few thank yous and shout-outs us to do for our new patreon donors absolutely we do we've got a couple of them this week so first off a big thank you to anthony mcdolphin thanks anthony <laughs> and we've also got andrew Ryan. thank you so much andrew gillian Nettie. whoever oh gillian Nettie. nice gillian Nettie. Mm-hmm. and then we've also got a liz liz with no last name she just put liz so liz whoever you are thank you so much liz one name yeah. She needs no last name. Yeah, she's going for the Madonna vibe. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, these are our first Patreon donors, so we want to thank you guys so much for your support. Definitely. Onwards and upwards, we grow. Onwards and upwards. And if you want to donate to our Patreon, the account is called All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Fancy that. As easy as that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, again, thank you guys so much for your donations. Uh, and we've also had some feedback from one of uh, our, our recent episodes that we release about passports um, and and the feedback that we did get. So it's actually, I, I, if anyone did listen to that episode, I mentioned my dad losing his passport, not once, but twice. And I also mentioned in that episode how passports, the Canadian passports are now waterproof. Apparently I'm wrong though. Apparently they're not waterproof. And my dad has let me know that he actually water damaged his passport so the third one that he got um and he ruined it so if you did listen to the previous episode he actually has lost and ruined three passports now so you can imagine how seriously the government takes that but can i can i just tell you how ironic it is that we both said that they're waterproof and at the same time i was talking about how Mine got water damage on the photo, and I was detained by the Chinese immigration questioning me about it. Yes, exactly. <sighs> um, so, yeah, there you go. But, but uh, you know, that's we would love to hear your feedback on either this episode or previous episodes that we've done, um, and just let us know your experiences. But, yeah, just some 
just some, I guess, uh, feedback and correction on my part. I, I honestly did think that these new passports were waterproof, but they are not. So don't listen to my my advice there. All right. So this week's episode, we are, we're kind of going a bit dark, not dark, but just sort of heavy topic again. And we're talking about getting sick or injured while abroad. Um, and again, Steph, you've, this has happened to you a couple times, has it not? Yeah, I think last week you were the expert on losing passports, and this week I'm the expert on getting sick abroad. Previous week, but yeah, yeah. about passports. Passports was like two weeks ago, by the way. Oh my so gosh. It's like the, three, three episodes ago. <laughs> the time is flying. So, yeah. Ugh, so I used to actually pride myself thinking I didn't get sick abroad. And because I've taken care of people, other people who got sick, I took care of three British guys who had deli belly in India. And apparently, I've blocked Can a couple things. Can you explain things. what deli belly is? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I won't go into graphic detail by any means, but uh, something in the water usually has upset your stomach and you, oh, what a, what's, what's a good way to say this? You're double ending it. Got it. Presumably this is like if you're in India, Delhi, India. <laughs> yes. And let me just say, you want a bucket if you have Delhi belly. Okay, got it. Just just so everyone's clear on what that means. Uh, continue, though. <laughs> yeah, so I was laughing, thinking about all these times other people have gotten sick, and then it slowly started coming back to me, all the things I've had happen, that apparently I had just blocked out of my memory completely. Let's start at the beginning, Andrea. Well, so my sickness was actually a series of unfortunate events, and it all began in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So we're going back to April 2015, I go to Brazil. I'm at the very start of my around-the-world trip. I'm having a great time. So what do we do in Brazil? You go to the beaches. We went across to the island of Niteroi, and we went to the beaches there. We were just swimming everywhere. As you would. Yeah. And then about a week or so went by, and I started feeling really unwell. Didn't quite know how to pinpoint it. Tried to brush it off. Tried to plow through it. What kind of unwell was it? Was it just like, you know, you had a headache, stomach ache, just uh, it was, feeling off? Yeah, it was all around unwell, but it was mainly in my head. So then I did what any Google doctor does, and I self-diagnosed myself. Oh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Every time I do that, I end up with cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bad... It's almost, <laughs> don't say... Almost where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the beautiful thing about Brazil, too, is for antibiotics... You do not need a prescription. You can over-the-counter that shit. So, self-diagnosed viral infection in my head. I go to the pharmacy. I say, this is what I have. They give me antibiotics for it. Sounds great, Wait, right? so you didn't you didn't see a doc? So you literally went self diagnosed yourself mm-hmm. and then said, "I need these antibiotics," yeah. and you didn't see a doctor? Yeah. Okay. Why would oh, Why would I? I? I am a doctor. <laughs> You're a do- yeah. Google is your doctor. Oh God, Steph! I just, this is the first time I've actually heard this story. And like, oh, there's it, I'm judge I'm judging you a little bit. <laughs> it's it's a progression. It gets worse. So. Oh, great. <sighs> Apparently, if you self-diagnose yourself and get antibiotics that you think you need, they might not be the right ones you need. And what... Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> and what these ones did was they suppressed the symptoms. So I actually thought I was better. The infection that I did have oh. was still inside my body, but I was completely unaware because all the symptoms were being treated. So symptoms went away. Haha, I'm a genius. And 
for the record, I did have medical insurance to tra- while I was traveling. I just didn't want to use it at the beginning. I was like, it's so early in oh, the trip. God. Mm-hmm. Did you not think to... We've known each other a very long time. Mm-hmm. Our families are, are, are quite close. I mean, my mom's a nurse. Would you not think to like call her or someone you knew that like worked in the medical profession and say hey, here's my symptoms and maybe get their yeah. second opinion or... Yeah, I mean, that's certainly rational. And my host that I was staying with, <laughs> he wanted to take me to the hospital. He was actually insisting on taking me to the hospital. Mm. And I was like, no, no, I've got this. I've got this. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were you were sure of yourself. You you got it. Yeah, I've got this under you, control. All those, all those years in medical school that you, you know, practiced... Med- you got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so flash forward a couple months, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I have my off days, but overall I'm feeling pretty good. I still have an infection in my body and in my head, unknowing to me. So I'm on a plane. I'm traveling to Hong Kong and the descent into Hong Kong is a steep descent and it, we drop quick. Mm. So with this infection, I don't know I have in my head, the result, the combination of the, the drastic uh, air pressure change, the infection in my head, the descent, everything. My eardrum ruptured. Oh, <sighs> yeah. what does that feel like? On did you know? Like, did you know what happened while you were on the plane? Or <laughs> oh, what? I knew almost instantly. So it's funny because everyone says to me, "Oh, wasn't that painful? Oh, they have images of your ear bleeding." These no, what happened was yeah. it was instant on my, in my right ear, instant nothing, just silence was it that so it wasn't even like that ringing that you get when you've been you know say a concert that's too loud or no there was nothing it was instant silence so I spent my first few days in Hong Kong thinking you know when you um your ear needs to pop so everything seems silent yeah that's kind of what I I just thought I had that really bad so I actually tried to wait it out a few days thinking my ear would pop and it would be fine again and Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you those couple days, I was the worst version of myself. Like, I feel bad oh, no. for my travel partners because I was grumpy. I was irritable. I was snapping. Like, I, I mean, oh. I would be too if I was yeah. basically deaf in one ear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. And then it wasn't until I think it would have been day three or day four in Hong Kong where it just hit me. I'm like, no, this is this is a problem. I've lost my hearing. And I remember sitting or sitting eating dinner somewhere and I could hear everything and all the noises around me on the left coming in my left ear. And I oh, that's so annoying. And I had nothing in my right ear. As someone that's quite like OCD, and I, I like one of the things I have, I, everything has to be even. So if I have like a scratch on one side, like my shoulder, I have to scratch <laughs> the other. If I couldn't hear in one ear, yeah, I would actually like that would that would be like. It, that would drive me it, bananas. It was actually a split instant where I realized how serious it was and. I actually started tearing up like, oh my gosh, what if, what if this is permanent? I think that's what scared me into going to the doctors finally was, you know, maybe permanently being deaf in one ear. And, and you're hearing, that is something that, you know, they say you like when you lose your hearing, it doesn't come back. If, if you were to be, say they did say you were permanently deaf. Yeah. That's, that would be, uh, and I get that you're sort of avoiding that sort of fateful news kind of thing. So I did, I went to the hospital in Hong Kong and I got treated by some amazing doctors there. Their healthcare. I I called. I actually did call my insurance company first to tell them I was going in, and they were. I gotta say, they were amazing. 
they called the hospital. They arranged direct payment to the hospital. Uh, they put me up in a hotel. They covered my expenses while I was going back and forth to the hospital. They were really good. But one thing that I didn't even realize could happen to someone because it was an ear injury and it happened on a plane. I was not mm. fit to fly for almost a month. So the doctor. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. The doctors Shit. wouldn't sign a paper allowing me to get back on a plane. And I mean, obviously I could do so of my own volition. But if I did and I was re-injured, I would have mm-hmm. no medical care because I did it against doctor's orders. So I pretty much just had to set up shop in Hong Kong for a couple of weeks. I, I had a, and we'll, we'll talk about this a bit later. I had something similar with an injury that I had. Well, we'll yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that after. Well, did I ever tell you what it was that made me sick in the first place? No. So yeah, go back to that. What, what you actually were <sighs> yeah. diagnosed with. <laughs> I, well, what it turned out to be that we realized months later that started it all in Brazil. So this was, Oh, I don't know how many months before the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. And do you remember in the news when they started talking about how contaminated the water was? And they, mm-hmm. they were actually advising the athletes to go to Rio a month prior to competing, get sick if their body was going to get sick, recover, and then compete because they'd have more immunity to, oh. to the levels of bacteria that were in that water. There was... Interesting. And did, did athletes do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a number of oh them God. were getting sick. The uh, It was the Summer Olympics, so obviously there's a lot of water sports. Mm-hmm. And a number of them were getting sick. And the contamination, like, these were levels unheard of. That um, If they were in North America, you know, the waters would be closed off. No one would be allowed in. Yeah. There was, like, not even exaggerating, bodies they were finding. like fe- Why did they have the Olympics? <laughs> like, you would think that would be something. They had they were, fecal like, right, matter. We're not, we're- um, the water was just a level of contamination, essentially, that's unprecedented. And I was out there just oh, it's like, gallivanting through the water. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like swimming in the Thames River in London. Like, everyone knows you don't go in the Thames because you'll come out with, like, a third arm or, like, lose lose a limb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross in there. So you were swimming around in this water thinking, oh, this is, you know, I'm in Brazil. This is what people do. Mm-hmm. And this all then ultimately led up to you going deaf in one year yeah well and what it what it actually was is that um the basin in rio de janeiro everything that's dumping into it is unconnected to any kind of sewage treatment so the waste of millions of people is just flowing into the bay there's no treatment no filtering no processing nothing it's just waste millions of people water Mm. Yeah, ruins the uh, the allure a little bit in the fantasy you see online and but on TV. But you still had a, but but you still had a great time. Besides that, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, I did. When I look back, though, people always ask me, you know, what was my favorite and what wasn't my favorite, and I do always say Brazil wasn't my favorite, and I mean, I think this is fair, understandably why. So yeah, I mean, I guess if you if you've had a sort of bad travel experience somewhere in a, in a country you associate it with, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to sort of maybe have bad memories. But then in I guess in Hong Kong, did you have uh, better memories there? Or was that also like, oh, I was cooped up in a, in a hotel and a hospital? Well, Hong Kong. So I got out and I did a lot of things. I feel like I actually lived in Hong Kong, which is crazy. It was only about a month. But when people asked me where I lived, because I wasn't being a tourist in Hong Kong, I was being, I was just living day to day. I feel like I lived mm-hmm. there. I didn't, but you know. So all that to say... Being sick abroad sucks, and when it happens, go see the doctor. You should celebrate yourself every day, 
But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't self-diagnose yourself. That is never a good idea, as, as we've said. No. Yeah, so Steph, going back, like what you were saying about being fit to fly, so... I've never, thankfully, I'm knocking on wood, um, gotten ill abroad, but I have been injured before I, I, I went on a trip. And that was actually a couple of years ago. We had booked a trip to Vietnam together, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, that we were supposed to spend Christmas in Vietnam. I think we were going to go to Cambodia as well. And then just a few weeks before, I had quite a bad knee injury. So I tore a couple of ligaments in my knee. And, oh, this was... I was stupid enough. So there's a few things I could have done differently in the in this scenario. Number one, I I didn't have any insurance. Mm-hmm. For whatever Ooh. reason, I, I didn't I didn't book any any flight insurance. I was you know I'm I am one of those people that I I often think I'm invincible. Nothing bad will happen. I'm not going to get sick. I won't get injured. <laughs> um, so when I booked this flight, it was a really cheap deal. I didn't add the flight insurance on it. Big mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, So guys, always just add that extra, however much it is. I think in this case, it was going to be like 50 pounds, which I should have done, but I didn't. Number two, I didn't book it through uh, directly through the airline. And there's so many reasons why you should just book directly through through an airline. So once I had injured myself, I then uh, went to the doctor. Uh, I was told, you know, with my knee, I'd, I'd... torn these two ligaments and I needed to get surgery, which I was not expecting him to say. I thought that they'd say, oh, it, you know, if you sprained it, it'll clear up in a couple weeks. Um, and I had to wait for a surgery date, which was going to be after the date they gave me was after Vietnam when we had booked it for. So I asked, I said, look, can I, I've got this trip planned over Christmas. Can I fly? And my doctor had said, or the, you know, the, the surgeon that was going to be performing my surgery, he said, He's like, you can fly if you want to, but I'm not advising it. Mm. Um, there's so many reasons why there, you know, he was saying I could get a blood clot, especially on a long haul flight like that, um, with my knee and my leg being so swollen. And he said, look, you can do what you want. Um, but if anything does happen, if you were to go away and you injure it even further, your, your insurance 
won't cover anything on that. And, um, and I did have private insurance through my, through my work to get this surgery done. But he said, you, you know, you're sort of risking it because if you injure it, injure it further. So in the end, he's kind of said, you know, you might need to cancel that holiday. Mm. So, which I did. So going back to not booking through an airline, I had to, I mean, essentially any online travel agent, they, they have a sort of no refund policy. Um, Pretty much unless you get the insurance. Well, exactly. Which, which I hadn't done. So I think the cost, like the cost of the flight was not cheap either. It was about, it was about a thousand pounds. I think I got in touch with the online travel agent and they were actually, you know, they said to me, did you buy, you, you didn't, you didn't buy this, the, the insurance mm-hmm. for it. So really we shouldn't be refunding you this money. But in the end they did. I had to provide them with countless doctor's notes and like proof that, you know, I was getting this surgery that I injured and, and like the times the the dates had to match up. My doctor had to write me like four or five different doctor's notes. And actually in the end they did refund me the nearly thousand pounds they were actually very very helpful but if i had just booked directly through the airline and or or bought the flight insurance i could have had it done in like a day like refunded money back in my bank account but it took the total process was like four or five months yeah i i remember so when this happened and you called me and you were getting it sorted i remember thinking because i'd bought i did buy the insurance but for me, mm-hmm. your travel partner being sick is not a valid reason for cancellation. And I was right. like, oh, goodness me. Um, so because I had a flight booked from here to, I think it was going to Bali, Indonesia first. And then I was going to fly over. I had a flight booked to Vietnam to meet you there. And I called Air Asia, who I'd booked with. And it was the freakiest thing ever. I told them what happened and they were like, okay, we'll just change your flight from Bali back to Australia. Like it wasn't even a thing and it wasn't covered. And and that's, and that's because you, what you, you had insurance. No, they were just nice. Oh, I got lucky. I mean that, and that's what I mean. It doesn't happen all the time, but I think in this, someone was looking over us Mm -hmm. in this, in this setup, because same with me where this and the online travel agent that I booked with, they're just like, they weren't, they're just one of those that you sort of go on like a sky scanner and like, I, I don't know. They're just like a random one. It's one I had never heard of. Yeah. Um, and, and the way they dealt with it was actually, they said, look, and, and, and I think the reason as well, because it was right before Christmas, I think they were feeling a little bit sorry for me. I think maybe they thought I was going there to see like family at Christmas, which I wasn't, but I was going to see you stuff and you're basically family. Exactly. Um, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, so I think they they felt they you know they did feel like oh it's Christmas you know this is um, this is a really crappy time for someone to not be able to fly um, to be getting surgery and they actually even sent me a really nice a nice note saying they hope the surgery goes well uh, and that my Christmas isn't ruined. It was Omega Flight Store. I don't know if anyone's ever used them, but they dealt with it so rationally. But even still, if you're booking through them, make sure you buy the flight insurance because <laughs> that's what it's there for. But yeah, lessons learned in all of that. Now I always book directly through through an airline. I always get the flight insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think even at the time, I didn't have like an annual um, travel insurance plan set up. 
So I used to just buy the uh, travel insurance like before a trip. Yeah. And I think if I had had that set up, like that would have even covered Mm -hmm. some of the costs, but I didn't have that. So that's something I do now. Every year I just sort of renew my travel insurance plan with, you know, whichever provider has the best deal at the time. But yeah, it's just, you know, we're not, we're not young and and invincible. (laughs) Those honestly are the two pieces of advice I probably give most are book direct through the airline and get the damn insurance. Because mm. people think it's so funny. Oh, I'm not doing anything. I didn't think I was going to get some well, viral body infection. Yeah. You know, these things and happen to you. You don't necessarily do them. I, I didn't think I would tear two ligaments um, at the gym on a stationary bike. And sure enough, I'm, I'm an everyday athlete. Yes. Yes, you are. I, I never thought I would I would have you know, injure myself or have to deal with anything like that. But you never know. So buy, buy the insurance. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for my, my trip to Vietnam, it would have been like an additional 40 or 50 pounds. Like what's another 50 pounds on? Well, and I'll t- all, like I, a thousand pounds. I will say a lot of times when people book a flight, the airline tries to sell you their insurance, you know, next page before you confirm, do you want to add on the insurance? I usually do say no to that. But I buy separately. So I buy from worldnomads.com because I just find them to be the cheapest. And when I needed them, they just... I've actually had two claims. And uh, both times, it was zero questions asked. I I gave them the proof, the documentation. They sent me a check that covered any of the costs I did have to pay up front. So it was that easy. Mm -hmm. I suppose as well, you can use um, like comparison sites online and see what's what's cheapest like you said but then also you can read reviews online like I find the old the older I get now and the more bad experiences I have like like this with traveling and needing insurance I'm more inclined now to read reviews on these you know oh absolutely I would never rely uh you know how your credit cards can come with coverages Mm -hmm. yeah I would never rely on credit card insurance I've just read I've heard so many horror stories if you read their views, they do. They are what people think is everything that's bad about insurance is what I've heard credit card insurance is for traveling in terms of getting in terms of getting the payouts, actually getting anything back. I'm not speaking from personal experience on that one, but I did read a lot of reviews and it was disproportionate to other insurance providers. Oh, the other the one time I was in the United States and I got a um, what's it called? Bronchitis. I got bronchitis in the States, oh. and I think because I was so used to, at the time, traveling back and forth in the States, that I didn't have travel insurance, and I thought, oh, bl- like, bronchitis, you need antibiotics right away. And then it... You need to see a doctor. And then it goes yeah. away, and thank goodness, because when I... Usually when I travel, you know, I have a medical bag of just random stuff, and medical grade stuff and prescriptions I've had and anything. And I actually had an extra weeks of antibiotics that I've been over prescribed once. Mm-hmm. So I took those. Don't recommend doing this. Go see a doctor. But I took those and they made me great again. That time I was like, thank goodness, because going to see a doctor in the States, that would have been astronomical just for a very simple that's a really good point to make though so if you know you being from Canada if you were driving over to the U.S. that's probably somewhere you didn't really like you said think to get travel Mm -hmm. insurance Um, even though it is a totally different country I mean as Canadians we just feel like oh we're you know we're going to see the neighbors yeah you really do start to take it for Um, granted yeah well and that's so I, I being over in the UK now Um, I don't have, when I, if I go back to Canada, I don't have healthcare anymore because I don't have, um, what Mm -hmm. is it? OHIP? Like it, 
runs out after a certain amount of time, if you've been gone after a certain amount of time. Um, and that, again, if I, if I visit home, if I go to Canada, I would need any insurance if I, if I did need to go see a doctor. Um, and I've had that before. I went, what was it, a few years ago. I actually, I managed to do this all in one trip home. And we always joke now that every time I come home, something bad happens. <laughs> but I managed to sprain my ankle. Ooh, I remember that. four hours, yeah, four hours of being, you know, getting off the plane and going out meeting friends and I won't go into detail what happened that night but sprained my ankle and then later on that week I ended up getting um, tonsillitis all in one week and I was just sort of sitting there going I can't even go see a doctor like if I if I did I'd have to pay Mm -hmm. for it but I didn't have insurance nothing thankfully as I said my my mom is a nurse so I basically had a a built-in doctor at home, but my, my mom actually had some antibiotics, um, left over that, that I took for my tonsils, thank God. Um, and then my ankle, I mean, there wasn't much I could do anyways for a sprained ankle, but I just had to kind of stay off uh, of it, sort of take care of it, stay off of it, take care of it myself. But I was sitting there thinking like, I can't go see a doctor. And, and I didn't even think about getting travel insurance for, you know, visiting a country from. that I'm, yeah. that I'm from. But, you know, it's just little things like that, that, you know, just always have, and that's, that's why now I just have the annual travel insurance that it it just gets renewed every year and I've got it done um, versus doing it sort of on a trip by trip basis, which I, which I used to do. And even when I, when I used to do it that way, sometimes I would, I would forget to get it. Yeah. There's places, countries I've been to and I'd be sitting there halfway through the trip going, Huh, I don't I don't think I got travel insurance. And again, thinking, ah, oh, nothing bad will happen. I'm invincible. But I'm not. I think the older you get to, the less invincible you are. <laughs> How much do you pay for your month to month, out of curiosity? Um, I think yearly. Mm-hmm. It costs like I think it's like fifty pounds. Yeah, for that's a year. so and that's the thing. Like, I don't think a lot of people so realize you can do ongoing like you don't have to do it case by case each time you travel. Because I had one in Canada. And I was paying $11 a month, which I mean, that's cheaper than Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. covered me anywhere I travel to in the world for up to 30 days each trip. Yeah. Okay. Mine's oh, quite similar. And, on, and I've added, um, based off of our, um, our experience in Dublin many mm-hmm. moons ago with a volcano erupting, I've actually added the extra coverage for natural disasters. Yeah. Um, I don't know if a volcano counts as a natural disaster. I mean, I guess it what, would. What else if, is it going to count things as? Were... Well, I guess it does <laughs> if, if it destroys things. I don't know if it counts for like, I don't know. But either way, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to add that extra. I think it was like an extra five pounds mm-hmm. to add on, you know, natural. I, I think I think the big takeaway is to just be prepared to get sick no matter how much you think you won't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've kind of gone over my crazy story, some stuff you've experienced, I want to hear from our listeners, to be honest. I want to hear what, what what's happened to you guys when you got sick abroad or when you found yourself in a situation like that or maybe someone you know got sick and you had to help them out. Shoot those stories at us. We're online. We're listening. There's probably some like worse ones than oh, ours. Absolutely. I actually know a friend, a friend of a friend who got like malaria somewhere and was in a hospital mm-hmm. for like a month. So like just stories like that. If you guys know of anyone with some good stories and like what they did. Share them yeah, we want to hear them. You know, you can find us online at yeah. Shit Abroad Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're there. All right, great. Awesome. 
All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, but I just want to say thank you so much again to our Patreon donors. We really appreciate it as we're learning, as we're growing. You're only helping make us better, and we can't thank you enough for that. Yes. Thank you guys so much for all your support, and we hope you guys keep listening. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.